Welcome to the very 10th Brightcast episode. Guys, we're in double bloody digits. Yeah, we are. <laughs> oh. Insert noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bought wow. one of those party things in to celebrate it. That's the extent of a celebration. Yes, it's a double digit one. <laughs> it's a double digit one. This week, we're going to be talking all about when to refresh your content. And that's everything from websites to showreels, to the big bad boy of branding. Yeah, we mentioned Google Ads, and I had a Google Ads consultant call, which was just typical Google Ads nonsense, so I have a little rant about that. Yeah, this week our sponsor is Google Ads. I talk about rearing up for 2023, getting everyone's strategy ready. Yeah. And is it too early to mention the C word? Christmas. Christmas, yeah, we're uh, setting up for Christmas campaigns. Nice. And I talk all about getting ready for a week of shoots in the studio. Let's dive in. Welcome to the very 10th Brightcast. It's a big deal, guys. Double digits. It's a big one. Yeah. Wow. Who'd have thought it? 10. Not me. Double digits. 11, if you count the one we had to do again. Let's not bring that back up. 11.5, if you also count the mini. Yeah. Minis. Unreleased. Yeah, 12 if you count the unreleased mini. Maybe it's not a big deal. Maybe it's uh, just a regular run-of-the-mill episode. Uh, let's get into it. Drew, what you've been on this week? Well, this week I am sorting out lots of production stuff for a big studio shoot we've got. We've yeah. got about, I think we've got 12 people coming in to do loads of interviews on an Infinity White um, setup we've got in the studio space. Yeah. So we're going to be filming, I think, five or six a day um, over Wednesday and Friday and yeah, it's going to be fun because we've not really had, we've had client shoots in the whole studio space, yeah. but never actually in the main studio space. Yeah, yeah. They've always been in here or on the mares or in different rooms. Yeah. It's going to be, I don't want to jinx it guys, but there's going to be zero problems and it's going to be an incredible shoot. Yeah, Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's have a little follow up next, next pod. And talking about amazing things, guys, what are you on? Great setup. Uh, I'll come in now, but it is less amazing. It was funny, I was on a, a Google Ads call this morning with a random ads representative from Google who wanted to run through a new one that was set up. And uh, it just made me realize like how much ordinary people when setting up ads would struggle because it's a complex thing anyway, but the guidance you get is just, it's so bizarre. It's just yeah. the constant... Even though they know we've got an ad management account with, you know, double digit clients in there spending thousands and they still try the same things, which is make every every word a broad match. Uh, yeah. Oh, and if you increase your daily budget on this campaign from £16 a day to £100 a day, you'll get more clicks. Really? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it was just putting that in focus. But I guess that's why we're here anyway. And that's why ads people exist to yeah. combat that. Yeah. Jess, what have you been on? Something something more optimistic and cheerier. <laughs> um, we're gearing up to the end of the year. So prepping all of our clients for 2023. So yeah. starting to look at strategy plans for 2023, um, looking at ad plans um, for ourselves and for clients. Um, we spoke about in a previous episode, a new client came on specifically for strategy. Um, yeah. So we're about halfway through that now, um, gearing up for, again, 2023. But yeah, it's just just prepping, making sure we're prepared, getting campaigns and assets ready. 
yeah getting hands lined up yeah it, it, it sounds like that's what you're doing but obviously if we're gearing up to the end of a year you're really just specking christmas trees right that's part of it we could get a 20 footer <laughs> in the studio I mean, there's going to be one in here, one in the mayor's, one in the studio. Then we've got to have one in the office upstairs to make us feel Christmassy. Yeah. I'll be dressed as a Christmas tree. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. I'm currently trying to put on critical mass so I can better fit the Santa outfit. Yeah. So that's going Brilliant. well. Yeah. Christmas is just a cheese cheese diet for me. Yeah. Just, just bring out the cheese. In the new year, maybe, maybe just for January, while we shake that holiday weight, we'll probably do blurrier or more zoomed out shots of the pod. Yeah, I mean, uh, you say it's all a cheese diet. We know a guy who, uh, in run up to his wedding, his wedding diet was a block of Edam and a Ferrero pyramid. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just happy to put on critical mass and keep it on. Um, and talking of keeping it on, let's keep this podcast on track and move on to our main subject. I hate that's in our top 10 segues. Yeah. Main topic then, I've been thinking about it. It was... I'll get to why, because there'll be a specific example, but really a bit of rules of thumb around when's the best time to refresh your content. Marking content, but obviously in different, there's different content, different platforms, yeah. different ways people put things out. When's a good time to refresh? So I think a good thing for us to do would be list certain pieces of marketing content and then we can go through them and say when's an ideal time to change it. It might be a set period. It might also just be signs to look for on when it needs a refresh. So who wants to say one and we can just go for it? Let's go for homepage video. Okay. And that yeah. can be, you know, any kind of homepage video. It's just the first bit of content that your visitor will see. Yes. Yeah. And usually I think that's sort of the overview, right? I mean, it can be about the company, but it, often it's overview of a service. It's either a showreel or yep. it's a, like a meet the team, that type of thing, isn't An it? An explainer. Like a, yeah. Like a, a lot of them do like a day in the life, don't they? That, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I would say, obviously, you can you can do it when it feels right for your company, but yearly, I think, feels right to me. Yeah. I think the main trigger points is probably if there's a change to that service yeah. or change to your business. So, yes, yearly is a nice refresh period but people don't need to get sort of caught up on the fact of oh we need to change this video every year yeah it's more if the content's adjusted yeah, yeah. so if say if you haven't changed it in two years it might be time to change it yeah because I, th I think obviously throughout the year you might introduce a new service yeah you're definitely gonna hire or fire people so your team's gonna change um and then your homepage video is a good chance to then start including that new service within you know, your overview yeah. picture and also, you know, yeah, see what the new team, see what the new, if you've got new premises, new offices, redecorated, that kind of thing. It's all good stuff to, a good excuse to redo that homepage video. A lot of homepage videos will also have like client work in there. For us yeah. in particular, we're working on our new homepage video and it's got a lot of client work in there that we want to showcase. That's yeah. the point about yeah. Showreel. Whereas in a year's time, we're going to be working with new people. We're going to have more work to show, more work that we're proud of. Yeah. So it's a point of refreshing what's inside of that video. Yeah. It's also, you're going to want to change, also you're going to want to promote that video quite a bit. Yeah. So you might put it through ads, it's going to be on your, again, homepage, you're going to put it on social media, yeah. in various other forms. So people are going to get bored of that video. Once they've watched it once, that's it. Whereas if you're refreshing every year, it gives people a reason to rewatch your content. Yeah, definitely. And I think 
that probably leads on to perhaps being a bit data-led with the video as well and when to change it. So it might be that you've started seeing a drop-off on watch-through rate or whatever Google tracking you've got on there or any tracking on there. Um, so you can go data-led and be like, oh, yeah. it's, t it's time for a change. People are starting to drop off on this. Um, and also testing, you could just test different edits and cuts of the stuff as well, right? Yeah. Because often with a homepage video, you're not going to, you might start from scratch, but you're going to repurpose or use existing, some existing assets or footage, right? So personally, I don't know about the drop-off rate with Google, just because I would argue that's if you've got the same people looking at it, because it's always new content for someone who's watching it for the first time. Yeah. The main reasons I would want to refresh, let's say, a showreel video, where it's obviously purely client-led, like you say, Jess, would be, yeah, if you just have more work that you want to show yeah. that you are either as yeah. proud of or more proud of than the work that you currently have. Yeah. Or if a work that you had kind of looks like it could be dated, for instance, if there's certain trends, obviously there was like a massive thing in like, you know, around like 2012, that area, yeah. um, that era, sorry, where light leaks were in everything. Everyone yeah, had light yeah. leaks everywhere. But... So our current showreel, obviously we're guilty of it, if anyone checks it out, it yeah. currently still says 2020, but a lot of the work on it, like I'm still really proud of. Yeah. Um, obviously we could do a change in the date. Maybe we'll have changed it by the time this goes out. Who knows? Let's see. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm still really proud of the work and none of the work looks dated in terms of like trends or anything like that, yeah. editing techniques. Um, so yeah, so for me, I'm kind of like, I guess less bothered by the data, but I look at less data than you guys. So that makes sense. You guys are obviously going to be more bothered by it because yeah. you guys look into it a lot more. You guys look at constantly looking at analytics. Um, I'm more bothered about the work that's actually within it. You make, you make a good point, though, because I think for every company, you might not have a visual update of a service you're providing in, in a different way or different clients. But if you're doing your job properly, you're probably going to be getting reviews or testimonials from clients yeah. that you want to incorporate in your homepage video as well um yeah. and, and and they're going to get better yeah as, as you grow you should get better clients yeah. it might be that you want to put household names in there or even just you know nice transformative words from them on the on the change you've been able to help with your service yeah and get that in there and, and you should be making better work yeah. so if we look at the work we made when we first started future proof films before bright yeah that work is terrible compared to what we do now and yeah. it's not to say it was terrible then but in comparison yeah. We're miles, yeah. miles yeah. and miles and miles apart from where we are, you know, yeah. from where we were then to where we are now. Um, so, yeah, like you're always making better work. You're always hopefully going to be getting better projects. Yeah. You know, we've just signed a contract for a new project that's going to be going to start production on end of this month, going into December, then January. Yeah. And that could be a really, really cool showreel piece. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I've already got, you know, already kind of eyeing it up for the showreel. Yeah. So with that type of thing, you're constantly going to want to... Yeah update your show or because you've got all these new things on it yeah and, um, and with our marketing clients we see that um with new people that they're working with yeah and they're like oh we'll, we'll get a case study from this we'll get a testimonial from this and it's all about updating you know your your, your impact out there isn't it yeah yeah there's a few things that people can do to stop it being dated one is obviously not putting a date on it or yeah. using content that has a date within it yeah so or, or be aware and or, commit, yeah, or, commit yeah or be to aware that. to that yeah. but but even then it, it is just that if we forget to do that or yeah. we're not looking at it regularly enough it's just avoid putting that date on it yeah it's also 
steer away necessarily from trends. And I'm not saying that in a way where you can't include trends within your video. But like Drew said, if you're not planning on updating it regularly, yeah, having trends within there is going to date it straight away. Yeah. So if you can kind of steer away from them, but still have a great video, it'll be better in the long run. Yeah, I, th I think you could steer away from it. But at the same time, you obviously use certain trends for a reason, don't you? So yeah. like you would use certain trends because from a, a really, really quick um, visual like identification perspective a potential client will see lots of these trends because yeah. because it's a trend it will be used everywhere yeah um by lots of companies so they might see adverts you know videos wherever they're looking even still content where it's using aspects of these trends yeah and then if you show them that they know that you can do that yeah obviously if they asked us or any other video production company visual marketing agency I'm sure they could just say, oh, we haven't done that trend, but yeah, of course we can do that trend. Because yeah, yeah, most of yeah. these trends are just, it's the same visual thing, it's the same nuts and bolts, but you're yeah. just doing something slightly different, yeah. whether it be, you know, text, shooting style, design, anything like that. I think um, there's different case purposes though. Like, I don't think there's a need to necessarily use those trends within your homepage video because it's such a cornerstone piece for your marketing and your website and everything. Whereas you could use that trend in a vlog or within more of, not a throwaway piece, but something that's not going to be as prominent. Like a campaign asset, yeah. a, a three-month thing. Rather than it being such a cornerstone piece that you are only going to change once a year, once every two years. Yeah, it's it's less about us using or or you, other agencies, using trends to make your show real. Yeah. It's more about you've used those trends for those bit, for, yeah, for the client yeah. work and therefore they will exist yeah, in your show. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to use those trends yeah, for your true. own editing, but yes, they will exist yeah. there because those clients you've had that yeah, year that, may yeah. have wanted to have used those yeah, trends. Yeah. That that's that's kind of what I mean. But I think do that because, like I say, from a quick identification point of view, like they can quickly identify that you do those trends. Yeah. You know, clients will ask for these often. We'll, we'll get it like every year. There'll be a trend, and we'll have people asking for that very specific yeah, thing. Yeah. Or they might not necessarily need that for their actual video, so we might then recommend other things. But that's kind of a thing that they would quickly see. Yeah. See that we can do it. Ask us if we can do that, and then yeah. we would have the talk whether it's actually right or not. Yeah. And and I think the tip is to make it iterative not derivative it's not just a carbon copy it's you know using that effect and putting your own stamp on it and bringing yeah. it there yeah definitely 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 yeah every time you do it it's 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 something slightly different um yeah. something unique i think as well i would just say if you're trying to avoid lots of things so you don't have to rehash your content refresh your content i would just first i'd ask why yeah. Like, is it purely, are you just trying to save money? Do you think you're going to save money by not refreshing your content? Do you not think there would be a financial benefit to refreshing your content? Yeah. I would obviously quickly argue there is. Yeah. Um, the other one would be, yeah, you don't necessarily have to refresh all of the content. So you can do things like, Jess, you mentioned kind of like future-proofing and stuff like that, looking at ways of future-proofing things. You can... You can avoid certain things so you don't have to refresh them constantly. For instance, yeah. if you've got a high turnover team, don't include your team in everything because then you'll have to refresh it constantly. Yeah. Um, we so recently did that on 118 videos after I advised not putting the team on, on the end board. And yeah, 118 videos were had, had to be redone. Yeah, that, that was really fun. It was <laughs> yeah. a really good time. Um, so yeah, you know, don't do stuff if you've got like a high turnover team or let's say you've got like, you know, you're constantly moving between different offices. I don't know why you would be, but it's another reason why you might want to quickly refresh things. It would just be looking at um, ways that you could maximize the footage that you already have or yeah. the content that you already have 
and then refreshing, like getting a new version, but from lots of that. Yeah. Like you don't have to constantly do a brand new version of things. Yeah, yeah. You can just do like slight refreshes. Yeah. So a really quick refresh of it I would like do with a showreel, for instance, would just be to change for first 15 seconds, for final 15 seconds. Let's say the showreel is like 60 seconds long. Yeah. For 30 seconds in between, you could just mix up the order of things a yeah. little, maybe spice in the un- an odd couple yeah. of new shots. Having a new track to put it to, yeah. new tempo. Yeah, d- definitely. New new track, new tempo, exactly. Maybe like, you know, new text if you're using text to yeah. to power it through. That's a really quick way yeah. of just refreshing that content yeah. you have. It's not going to take a great amount of time. You're not starting completely from scratch. You've already got a bit of content in there. Yeah. And that's just one way you could very quickly refresh your content. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. Because I think from a marketing perspective, everything you've decided to include in a messaging point of view is still going to be relevant to your business really yeah so not that like that's not going to change it is just that content surrounding it so and that's that's a good tip to get out there so let's let's pick a different piece of content how often do you think someone should change their website yeah i think an, i think it's a really fundamental change that's only really brought about if your company is going through quite a big transition, I think. Yeah. As long as it's functioning okay and still looks okay and on brand, I think you could go three years maybe? I was going to say three to four years. And I say that thinking how websites were three to four years ago compared to now. Yeah. They are very different. And then I can only imagine how websites are going to be in three to four years from now. Yeah. And it isn't necessarily a case of the website still might look okay, but compared to your competitors at that point your website won't look okay. Yeah. So yeah. fundamentally it's fine. It's just to keep up with the competition and to keep up with your the market. Yeah. There still needs to be a change. Yeah. But I think it can be a little bit longer. And, and hopefully you're not just keeping up with competitors. You're just, you might be aware of changes and then that's a catalyst yeah, to yeah. question yourself and whether it's time yeah. to push your own website on. Yeah, I guess it's similar to the showreel chat and all this will be kind of similar in the sense that there will be, website trends as there are yeah, video yeah, trends or other kinds yeah. of marketing content trends. So if you've like heavily relied on certain trends, yeah. then yeah, three years down the line when those trends have gone out the window, yeah. it might just feel even more dated. We've seen it with one pages where a lot of companies, especially startups, were just trying to do a one page website where it was anchor points and continuous yeah. scroll and they just thought, oh, rather than send people around, because it was a lot of focus on uh, how many clicks it took to get to the inquiry page and things like that. So one page just came in, but then, you know, they yeah. didn't really perform because SEO, you want to go move around, you want to get specific and niche and go into detail in some areas. It was even for that, how many clicks it takes you to get to the inquiry. People are still going to click on your menu. So they yeah. still, even though it's not yeah, technically yeah. taking them anywhere they're still anchoring to different parts yeah they're anchoring to the concept so the clicks aren't necessarily any less yeah a ux buddy of mine he uh he used to write articles and he still does and they do really well about how the burger has like when people would default into a burger menu it was killing websites and he had a client and it was someone massive like pepsi but it wasn't pepsi with that sort of caliber and uh yeah, for some reason, it really dropped off their user engagement and uh, almost almost crippled the company just well, f- just from burger menu. Because there's not a, just a clear navigation right at the top. Yeah, okay. yeah. And then the example that 
brought this topic to mind was it was uh, Neil Patel and Eric Sue's marketing school, and they was talking about the best way to lower your Google ad spend and cost per click. And the best way was to refresh your content. And they were talking specifically about display ads and search ads. But display ads, I always advise a client three months. Yeah. Change it after three months or start testing against the best performers you've got after three months. We advise clients campaign lengths of three months as well. So it's a nice length yeah. to kind of at the end of each campaign we then refresh the content for the next campaign including yeah. the display ads yeah and it, and it's never to forget the ones that are performing well it's always to test against them because it might be that those ads stay in rotation for two years depends how you use them we yeah we tend to use display ads for remarketing purposes so we probably would refresh them lot longer than that but if you if you are just doing a, an awareness google display campaign it might be that yeah, two years can you can keep running those ads as long as they're yeah. hitting new people and still performing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's about not accepting that there's a ceiling, always going beyond those percentages. You might have something, you know, double, triple what the industry average should be in terms of click through and conversion, but you could still do better. Yeah. You don't know. You've always yeah. got to test against it. ABT, always be testing. Always be testing. Yeah, but it was just nice that it was reassuring that that you know the man neil patel says you should change this up and uh i'm like we do that that's that's what we do it's amazing yeah. what would you say for search ads so he says three months but the way we kind of do ads like we say every campaign there might be a new set of search ads depending yeah. on what the campaign's for so for 2023 one of our clients that the first campaign they're running is a new product yeah so there'll be new search ads for that yeah, there'll be new yeah. display ads there'll be new landing pages etc cetera, etc cetera. So we'll be creating new ads for that. Yeah. In terms of like a huge search ad refresh, what would you recommend to people? Yeah, I think when the language in your industry evolves, yeah, and it's important to take stock probably every six months and see if it has evolved, that's a good time to yeah. do it. But the thing with search ads is you're constantly optimizing anyway. Yeah. So you're constantly looking at what search terms triggered things and then introducing those yeah, search definitely. terms. I think on average, it is around six months that we kind of sit down with our clients. We'll pull like a massive report, sit yeah. down with the copy and everything and start from scratch necessarily with the ads again, just yeah. so it is new language, it's new copy. Yeah. The website copy might have evolved. Again, there might be new products. There might be a different, different message they want to put in there. Yeah, yeah. Some of it might be, it's like you say, from top performing. We don't we don't wipe away these top performing ads that are performing really well. Yeah. But it is about testing against them and then optimizing them to yeah. make sure that everything's performing. And I think it's important because the problem is if you have a really good campaign that's performing well for a few months, say up to a year, your competition's going to start using language similar to that. Yeah. Um, so it's a good idea to completely change tact and go for completely new language. Yeah. Always testing against what you've already got. But yeah, just to keep it moving on and stay at that bleeding edge of things when yeah. it comes to search yeah. ads. Nice. Any other content you can think that might need refreshing? Or that's... Lo I guess we're just talking about marketing content that's quite long-lasting, isn't it? I guess your blogs, your articles. Yeah. Um, the written word. The written word, yeah. That's a really good point. I At the end of October... Um, we obviously do reports for clients and within um, a report for one of our clients, they, they're scoring really high on SEO. 
They get thousands and thousands and thousands of clicks a month, SEO alone, never mind paid and everything. And they're starting to capitalize on it. So we've been advising them in terms of updating imagery, updating CTAs, making sure there's links within the text. Internal links to the yeah. services and things, yeah. So like lower bounce rates, because we saw um, when we first took on their marketing, the bounce rates were 90% upwards because people were reading the blog and then disappearing. Yeah. We've managed to bring them down considerably by adding these different things. But something we recommended to them recently was to update blogs. Yeah. So they yeah. have some blogs written in even 2018, maybe as early as that. Some ranging up to sort of this year. But the content's old because it's written in 2018. Their, yeah. their, their market's fast paced. It's moving all the time. So we sort of spoke to them about adding a little update section and don't be, don't try and hide the fact you've updated it. It can yeah, literally yeah. be update from this date or update on new news yeah. to add more information about that or say, we've this is why we've created this service or maybe not as salesy as that, but new information that they found out around that topic. Yep, that's a great point. Yeah, so we've covered visuals and the written word. Anything else, Drew? Branding. Branding. Yeah. How yeah. often should you refresh your branding? Branding's a really interesting point. And I don't think, I mean, we will put a time frame on it as a suggestion, but I don't think necessarily there's a one size fit all for branding. Yeah. Because you could create a brand that's going to see you through for 20 years. Yeah. But you could also create a brand that's very, say if you create a brand this year, it's very 2022. It's very 2022. Whereas in three years time, because you've capitalized on trends, you've capitalized on certain colors, you haven't future-proofed your logo and your branding. Yeah, you're going to have to constantly change that, or you might have. You might be a startup, and you. I don't know how to word this without being dicky, but like you might be a startup and have not enough budget to create a great logo or this amazing branding that's solidified. So in three years, when you're doing amazingly, yeah. you're going to want to update that branding. And also the foresight to to be able to send out those brand guidelines for people yeah. to implement things because when you're a startup you're doing it all yourself so you sort of you're developing it as you go but actually if it's built from the ground up you can quickly scale because you can send them out and protect yeah. your your brand and your image we do see it with a lot of startups where it's a little amateurish i guess if they've tried to design it themselves so then i would say as soon as you can afford it get yeah. get an expert in yeah so definitely yeah if you're a startup and you've not got that much money and you're wanting to invest in lots of things, so you're wanting to invest in maybe external marketing, branding, yeah. you know, paid ads, lots and lots of things, yeah, yeah, your budget's probably a little tight. I remember as Future Proof Films, we changed our brand a few times in the first couple of years and yeah. you then showed me uh, the infamous Blue Diamond logo that we can't find anymore. But I remember at the time saying... Honestly, if I'd have seen that, I would have not have joined this company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was a really, really well-designed logo. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, you know, I wasn't then a branding guy. I'm still not a branding guy now. I know more about design now than I did then. Yeah. So I would not design that ever again, obviously. Yeah. But at the time, I was just throwing logos out. We just started a company, you know. Yeah. Um, I think with branding, I think if we look at the other examples that we gave, so like website, um, showreel, homepage videos, all yeah. those ca campaign content, they can we can all put like numbers or uh, durations, time spans on yeah. these things. 
I think with branding, it's just a little bit more difficult because like you say, Jess, it could be 20 years, it could be two. Yeah. yeah. Just because it's kind of like, what do you, why are you doing it? What is the reason? Obviously yeah. there's a reason and a why for all the other examples we've given. So share real homepage video, Ads, marketing yeah. content, website, etc. There's a time span that you can put on these things. So yeah. we would say like we, you know, to sum up, like we said for share real, maybe every year. Yeah. Whereas with branding, I think it's more difficult because like you say, Jess, it could be 20 years or it could be two in the time that you'd need yeah. to rebrand. Yeah. And that's because I think you need a very specific reason as to why you're rebranding. Obviously, there's reasons that you would need for all the other examples. So for instance, with the showreel, it's because you've got new work. That's yeah. a reason. But I think with rebranding, I think it's a little bit a little bit bigger and a little bit stronger, a bit more powerful because that is you. The showreel yeah. is like a, you know, a once a year summation of what you've done yeah whereas the branding is you yeah so for instance we rebranded from future proof films to bright yeah and we did it for a massive reason because we completely pivoted in, in what we offer our clients yeah that was a really big reason as to why we rebranded yeah but with future proof films we did little rebrands throughout but they weren't really rebrands we just kind of refreshed our palette or refreshed our logo yeah, yeah. took a little look at the way we might you know piece together our visual identity yeah in motion or something I guess, like I guess that. we were refining it weren't we as we as we went along yeah whereas like yeah they were like they, were, they weren't even like refreshers they were like just tiny refreshers just yeah, little tiny yeah. refreshers so yeah i think i think what's the reason why why are you doing it the strongest reason i've heard recently for a brand refresh and it's happened in the last couple of bigger marketing clients we've taken on is they're aiming at different newer demographics a little yeah. higher up in their industry food chain if it were so when they started out they were a little presented themselves as a you know a real bespoke yeah nimble unit whereas now they're dealing with bigger corporates and they want to attach larger corporates because they're really enjoying the money that they're getting paid by larger corporates yeah so they want to update their brand because they might feel like it's a little childlike or not serious enough um, and things like that and that's a real a really good reason to go for it and then there's loads of challenges to solve with that because you don't want to just be bland and boring. Refreshing your brand's a big deal as well. Yeah, yeah. All everything else we spoke about in this episode can be changed within a matter of weeks. Yeah. You yeah. can create new ads, you can create a new video, you can create maybe not a website in weeks, but you can start the ball rolling on a website. Yeah. Whereas branding goes into all of those things. Branding will go into your website. It will be your whole visual identity. It will go into the... The branding you have on your video it will go into your social yeah. campaigns it will go into your display and imagery so there needs to be a lot more thought in there yeah when we rebranded bright well future proof to bright it took us over a year yeah. to sort of nail down our visual identity the colors our logo the fonts we're using everything so it's not a two-minute task so refreshing your branding every year to then take a year to rebrand it's obviously pointless. Yeah. Yeah, it was our values as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Like our values formed a massive yeah, part of it. It was a complete new business, really. It yeah. was a whole change. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's more, it needs to be refreshed at the time you think it needs to be refreshed. Yeah. And there will be a reason why you think that. Yeah, yeah. We've been working with a client for about three years now. And when they came to us, they were quite corporate. And they're, they're still corporate but their branding's evolved quite a bit and yeah. they've got different elements now. It's quite a lot brighter, a lot more fun. Yeah. Still with a corporate edge to that, yeah. but it's completely different to when they first came to yeah. us and they've evolved it little by little over the years. So it wasn't a huge refresh they've done. 
it did end in a new website, which may feel like a big refresh compared to the old website. But if you look at their social content or their video content or their ads, yeah, everything has that touch now. So it, it wasn't a huge shock. It was just over time. So people might find branding isn't something you change altogether at one go. It evolves with you. you. You can evolve it. And I think for them, they were in a privileged position because their current stuff was still working. Yeah. But they were mindful that it needed modernizing. Yeah. Um, so we were able to do that almost with campaigns that we yeah, were doing. Yeah. We were evolving their brand as we were going and, and pushing them. And they were asking to be pushed as well, which was nice, which was good. So I think to sum up, in terms of branding, there is no timescale. It's when it's right, when it's appropriate. Yep. When it happens, it can be a bit full on, but you're doing it because of a big change. So that's why it's worthwhile. And homepage videos, show reels, we're saying yearly, probably. I, I, th I think I think look at it every, let's say nine to 15 months, depending on the amount yeah. of work that you're getting in that you would then want to yeah. shout about. Yeah. Yeah, you should start picking up on, this would look great. We need to shout about this. We need to do this. And as soon as you get a few of those, it's probably time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we did it where we did a shoot uh, in this room like four or five months ago. Yeah. And then as soon as we shot it, we were like, that needs to go in. So you, you could have just slotted those shots in. Yeah. If you've got yeah. a product, a project or something that you've just created, you could then yeah. just slot certain shots in. Yeah. That's also a curse because we've been working on it for a while. And every time we film something, yeah. not every time, but sometimes when we film, film something that we're really, really, really yeah, proud of. Yeah. So oh, we want to slot that in. So then it takes the showreel back a step because yeah. we need to fit these 10 other shots in. Yeah. 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 I think at that point, you just got to decide whether it's worth it or not, <laughs> yeah. whether it's uh, worth holding off. Yeah, I think if we were to sum up with like tips as to what tips I would give, it's around that kind of like gift curse type situation. Yeah. So for me, I would say always look for better work. If you're creating something that you're really, really proud of, yeah. always try and get that in there. Yeah. Because even if not, even if only subconsciously, if you have the work that you are the most proud of, obviously, yeah. you will want to shout about that yeah. the loudest and you'll push it a lot more. Yeah. If you have work that you've not refreshed for a few years and you're then no longer as proud of that as you are your current work, not yeah. to say that you're not yeah. proud of it, but not as proud, you're just not going to shout about it as much. We'll all have those projects where at the time it's an amazing, amazing project. Yeah. And then even if it's not to do with the work and even if a person external to your business wouldn't know, there'll be something that may have gone on, a, you know, a negative client, that yeah. type of experience that you just don't want to, uh, you just don't want to include it anymore. Yeah. Um, I can't actually think of any examples that we have for that, to be honest, where we've got, where we've included work and there's been a negative experience, but I'm sure people will have that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I think just try and try and have the work that you're most proud of, but to go take it back to the cursed gift thing, that should not stop you from putting stuff out, get stuff out right now, yeah, as soon as yeah. you possibly can. And then update. Once yeah. you've got it out, you can update it at any time. And it's you're not taking it down to update it. It's yeah. still there. Yeah. So like the client you mentioned with from a privileged position where they could do this kind of like slow rebrand because they already had stuff that was paying off for them. It's a similar thing. Get the work out right now. Yeah. Be proud of that. But then update it as you top, go. Top it up yeah. almost. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that applies to companies that aren't necessarily doing visual work, but it might be that your service, you normally roll it out to organizations of 30 people but now you've got a testimonial from someone who have said how great it's been to roll it out to a thousand people globally um you can get that in there yeah and update that. 
I think my one tip would be putting time aside to refresh content. Yeah. And putting it in your calendar. So say if you want to refresh search ads every six months, putting time ahead for six months time because six months will go by really quickly and you'll forget about it. You will obviously be constantly optimizing those ads, but you won't think, oh, it's six months down the line. Like I need to refresh, especially if you're doing them yourself. Um, The same with campaigns, setting aside, if you're doing them every three months, every three months having time to sit and look at the content you're going to be putting out. Yeah. Also with blogs, having a routine of once they've been out a year, I'm going to add an update or once they've been out three years, I'm going to add a little update. Especially with blogs, if you see people are going to them and catching on to it. Yeah. Yeah. And my tip, I'm just going to echo the man Neil Patel who brought this topic to us. Is it with your ads, refresh them. And I would say at least every three months, get new stuff in there, A, B, test them against the current stuff and don't accept that there's a ceiling for results. Yeah. Great episode. Top 10, I would say. Top 10. Cool. 